What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle somewhere in Orange County, the home of our little tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. It's Monday, June 7th. It's episode 229. We've done a lot of these for over four and a half years. It's funny today because a co-worker asked about the podcast and he started a Listening from episode number one, which was uh, horrifying and amusing at the same time, because I can only imagine uh, how different the show is now compared to, you know, back in January of 2017 when I was <laughs> losing my mind, <laughs> uh, freshly fired from GameStop and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And uh, having uh, Sam Zia and Pete Molini there, and I think I think Lamar Harris was there for the very first episode. It was cool because I actually saw the wonderful Lamar Harris this past weekend. Uh, I, be, I I sold him uh, a rock band set I had in my storage that I, I wasn't I didn't have any plans on using anytime soon, and he was desperate to play some rock bands. I was more than happy to help my my, my fellow rock bander out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was four years ago, and then and then Lamar and I were trying to figure out how long have we known each other, and we were doing the math. That was ten years ago. I think it was a uh, sometime twenty eleven when I first started going to Sardo's. I think, or it might have been twenty ten. I'm not sure. We just know it's been ten plus years. I met young Lamar when he was twenty three, and now he's he's thirty three, <laughs> and he he marveled at at, at Tiger. Is a uh, tiger is such a happy, peppy little boy. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, Lamar could not believe how happy is your baby. Your baby is so damn happy. I'm like, oh, we we we're very fortunate that um, the majority of the time, Ty just wants to have fun. He 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 is Captain Chaos. He 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 wrecks everything in his sight, but he's having fun and has a smile on his face while he's doing it. So it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so yeah. It's it's um, another week. I if I if I sound a little extra froggy, just like last week, I I'm still coming off of whatever this incredibly powerful cold that is sending phlegm everywhere. It's uh, been very unpleasant for myself, for my lovely wife Rosa, and of course our, our little dude. Rosa has been less sick. She's been the strongest of the three of us. <laughs> And then a uh, tiger is somewhere in the middle. He has it like he 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 was the first one to get sick last week, but he he hasn't been like completely like devastated like me, but he hasn't been like sunshine and fairy tales, like <laughs> close like closer to where Rosa has been. Rosa has been our, our our rock this past week, while I've been passed out on the couch, like the rock. Yes. That leads me to a funny tangent. Uh, the other day, I saw a, a great uh, tweet where it showed basketball players making WWE wrestlers look small, and uh, there was a pictures of uh, you know Yao Ming standing next to uh, John Cena, making him look like a little boy. <laughs> there was a picture of uh, like Charles Barkley and Shaq making The Rock look like an, a normal sized dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Undertaker standing next to Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and just 
kind of a blowing up that whole yeah Undertaker seven feet tall nah Kevin Love seven feet tall Under Kelsey uh, as my li- wife likes to call him Kelsey Grammer is only like six foot eight <laughs> he's like six foot ten with the hat <laughs> that, that 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 was pretty funny I, I, I had a, I had a good chortle that I had to, I had to show my wife because it was like Yao Ming you know like seven foot eight you know the guy was like tall you know John Cena not a short man he's six foot four. The, 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 the magical height for a WWE wrestler that, that, that really gets Vince McMahon really excited. Oh, he's six foot four. Yes, I love it when they're six foot four. If they're six foot nine, I get a bigger action. He does. It's it's weird. I I guess maybe we should, I I can talk a little wrestling since I went on that little tangent. Uh, last week, WWE fired a whole bunch more people again. <laughs> like they just did it a month ago, where they fired a bunch of people the, like the day after WrestleMania. Like, one of the guys who was living and calling the show, Samoa Joe, was like, "Oh, here's your walking papers." And then uh, apparently last week, surprise, we need to cut some more money. <laughs> we need to slash our payroll because we we we're, we we just signed another billion dollar deal. Let's cut payroll again, which a lot of people suspect is. I think that the number one thing is that uh, that WWE is going to be sold. I guess Vince McMahon maybe realized, oh, I can't run this until I die. If I if I keep running it, it might go out of business. So and then it's it's as valuable as it's ever been now. So there's they hired a new vice president who's been apparently he's calling all the shots right now. Financially, and they, they, they let go of a bunch of people that surprised everyone last week. So it's been <laughs> wrestling Twitter, which I, I frequent, has it it been very wild for the last week. Because all of a sudden, it's people you don't expect to be fired. Big old Braun Strowman was apparently he, he was the, the the most weird culprit, and people couldn't figure it out until the, the dirt sheets were saying, oh, yeah, he, he was guaranteed at least a million dollars a year. So that was an easy cut to make. <laughs> According to the bean counters, something like that 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 was a, that was a, a, a crazy thing last week. Yeah, but I guess uh, the the biggest thing right now is that uh, we're we're kind of in we're on the road to whatever E three is going to be next week. The Electronic Entertainment Expo, you know, the the, the early part of June has always been very exciting. For video game, video game fans like myself, um, we're all gonna have to watch it from the comforts of our computer. Um, apparently, they're they, they're even having people register. I don't know if it, you get to see stuff sooner or if there's gonna be just exclusive stuff for people who register. I didn't register because I just thought it was kind of silly. I'm like, why am I registering for an online only thing which is supposed to be on Twitch and YouTube, which will not require registration, but I don't know. We'll see as we lead up to the show. The show is going to be next next week. It's, like it's, it's always moved around, because especially right now I'm getting on, as I habitually check my Facebook memories, every day for the last couple of days, there's been a bunch of E3 memories. Like a couple of days ago, it was like me getting my Oswald ears for Epic Mickey 2, which apparently is, is my... Uh, Profile picture for several people. I guess they, they saved that picture of me with my Oswald ears, looking all innocent. That's their uh, profile pic of me 
on their phones. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it's so weird. Well, nobody knows what's gonna happen. There, 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 there hasn't been too many leaks. I mean, the only big leakish thing is that Nintendo might announce their brand new system tomorrow. Or just the 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 pro the pro switch or the switch two or the HD switch. It seems like they're not gonna wait till E three because that's what they like to do things on their own schedule. Well, I suspect that if they're going to announce the system they've been denying, and after seven years of working there, oh, I don't have a drink. Everyone take a drink. This is this is Nintendo's MO. They will deny, deny, deny. Like once, once they start strongly denying stuff, that means everybody's on the money, and they're getting very nervous, and they do not want to uh, give in to the rumors, which are inevitably true. Like they did this with the DS Lite, they did this with the, with the freaking 3DS, they did this with the Wii U, they did this with all this, all the the, X, the the XL versions of the DSi and the 3DS. <laughs> they always deny, deny, no, they, they do not want to hurt the sales in the stores, because if, uh, if you confirm, oh, there's a new one coming, then all of a sudden, oh, no one's going to want to buy the old one that's in the store right now. Everyone's going to go out and buy, wait for the new one and put their money away. And, like, I want the new hotness as... J.T. Polydor would, would always say when we worked at GameStop. You want the new hotness or you want the, the old crap? <laughs> so I, I suspect that that they're, if they're, if they're going to announce it, they're going to announce it tomorrow, not next. Because next Tuesday, they, they've already said they're going to do their, their E3 presentation of just software. I know that was kind of just a pour of a bunch of cold water over everybody. We're expecting... Nintendo to announce it at E3 uh, because even the the people manufacturing parts for this new Switch have said, oh yeah, there's a new one coming out. I think Samsung manufacturing the screen has already said, oh yeah, we've been manufacturing screens for a for a high definition version of the Switch, and I'm sure Nintendo was like PR was calling them and screaming at them, sending their Nintendo lawyer ninjas at them after them. It's like. And I always say I only call them lawyer ninjas not because I'm being racist, but because they they find you. If you're making a non-profit fan game, they find you, and then you suddenly find a cease and desist in your hands, and you don't know where it came from. Lawyer ninjas. They serve you without serving you. It's very rude. <laughs> they, they 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 find you. So I, I imagine. I'll, I'll be partner all the Nintendo's partners along the way who because they, they don't just do it themselves they have to outsource all these parts and products the screen they gotta go to Samsung and Samsung's like oh yeah we're making a, a screen <laughs> HD I thought that, that was pretty funny it might have been the, the Koreans needling the Japanese haha haha we're leaking it haha <laughs> we've already made them used to you, you paid for them already haha <laughs> You can't get too mad at us because you still need us. We will go to L. But Nintendo would be the company that would be petty enough to be like, fine, keep the screens. We'll delay it six months and go to LG. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I think they're gonna. They're the, if if they're gonna pull the trigger on it for this year, they're gonna announce it tomorrow and it'll come out in freaking June. 
or so or one we're in June huh honey I just did what you did I just we, we keep in June in now in now in this month see because yeah they they came out in surprise announced that the, the those Pokemon remakes are coming out on the traditional Sunday before um, or the Sunday before Black Friday and so Nintendo likes to drop important things like they released the Wii and the Wii U on the Sunday before Black Friday and they like to put out major Pokemon games the Sunday before Black Friday that's kind of just how they, they they understand oh if we want to hit North America really hard we, we don't release it on Black Friday or at least the Sunday before Black Friday that way people won't expect it to be on sale and then catch people before they, they, they blow all their money on the, on Black Friday. So, if we hear nothing from Nintendo tomorrow, then I, I think we don't see the Switch HD till 2022. Because <laughs> obviously, I mean, even though everyone keeps acting like the pandemic is over, uh, we're still very much affected by it. It's still a thing. Uh, production of things, especially, yeah, uh, video games video game consoles to be specific have been very affected as anything else that uses important types of chips semiconductors i'm sure i forget someone corrected me on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago yeah our former corrections and retractions kiet fam hasn't been around our our more recent corrections and retractions mr warren lung i guess he's not on right now to provide me the the information i'm missing we always have a, a member of the corrections or retractions team usually watching to, to to feed me the hey Dre you're wrong about this here, here here's what you need to hear here here's the information you needed. <laughs> it's funny because we're usually thirty seconds uh, I'm usually thirty seconds behind uh, the, the comments here. I don't I don't see them until later. I'll say something and someone make a comment and I won't see it till it's already like passed. So yeah, Switch Switch Pro. I, I'm very conflicted. Uh, I I I inherently as a gamer, like oh cool, a a better Switch. I mean, we we've had this current Switch since literally the almost the start of the podcast. I remember like literally the, the week we began the podcast was when the the Switch uh, was formally announced with its Joy Cons and all that stuff. I think the first broadcast we ever did was. Me and uh, Sam Zio watching. We were, we were live streaming our reaction to the to the Nintendo announcement of the Switch uh, or the Switch software because I think they had already announced the Switch, but no one knew what the heck it was. It was just Nintendo Switch. Uh, like, like a few months before, and then we saw the we saw the Joy Cons, and uh, and then Sam Zia immediately made some sort of a of course a penis joke. Because that, that's what Samzia does. Uh, we, we don't have that element anymore of the, the forced penis joke. But you know, we, we've had the switch for. Oh, hey, there's. <laughs> speak of the devil and he shall appear. There you go. Warren Lung has joined us. I, I just saw the notification. And Warren has joined us. So one of the members of our corrections or retractions team is is on on the case now. So the switch came out. Yeah, that was uh, March of 2017. We, we played it live here. On the podcast four years ago, it's so it's so the current hardware is four years old, and so the according to you know 
the video game industry, which continually chooses to, to move the cycles around. Sometimes it's supposed to be five years, hey, but sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six, hey. It all depends on how well you're doing. So the, the, the higher definition Switch, because you know, I've never really had an issue with the graphics of the Switch, but I, I, I've never been the, the stereotypical graphics whore where everything has to be uh, very, I need to see the sweat on my, on, on my characters. I have to see every blade of grass moving independently. <laughs> it, that's never been something that's been a big draw for me. Yeah, I just I, I, I like to have fun. I mean, that's why um, on our gaming channel, that's why I've been having so much fun playing older games where it's like, oh, I don't care if the Hulk kind of looks like ass. Am I having fun throwing rockets and picking up people and flinging them at other people? Yes. So frequently, I think people get wrapped up in like, oh, how many players can we put in this? How, 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 how high definition can this be? It's like, just make something fun. That's all that matters. We are here to be entertained. I remember like Sony's entire marketing was all about like uh, when the, the Uncharted games first came out. It's like, oh, trick your trick your girlfriend into thinking she's watching a movie. That, that, that was I felt like that was like their marketing campaign with like PS3 games. They look so real. It feels like you're watching a movie. It's like, oh, this movie is really cool, but why why does it keep dying? <laughs> and just the, the the insulting Sony marketing has always been very. Uh, you're pretty stupid. Let's show you how stupid you are. So I can only imagine, because I think they're doing whatever presentation they want to do like a month from now. <laughs> uh, I was I was looking at the the E3 schedule of events and like. A lot of these companies who are not going to be at E3, like a Microsoft and a and a, and a Sony and or Activision, they're kind of just doing whatever they want, whenever they want. That that's just a that's the state of the, the industry now. E3, you know, I've been saying this for the last few years. It, it's not as um, necessary. It's not as needed as it was in previous years. The the, the that type of media. Um, People can look up stuff and find stuff at the touch of their fingers with these supercomputers that we have in our hands and the internet. And in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s, there, there we needed a trade show to announce. Everything would be announced there. It's, it's, a, it's trippy because like, I, I think back to those older shows and like every company would have dozens of games. I remember the Nintendo booth and the Sony booth and the Microsoft, they would have literal dozens of games all through their booth. Their, their booths were, were more about get in there and try a bunch of stuff. And, you know, E3 in the last few years has been wait in line for an experience. It's, it's, it's become too much of a theme park, which is, that's, that's, that's not the E3 I remember when I was a young lad, back when I had hair. Yeah, ironically, I think the the first few E3s I went to, I actually did have hair. <coughs> My apologies, I don't have a cough button. I'm not like when we used to be at the old iHeartRadio and I could just press a cough button. But of course, on the video, I didn't have a cough button for the video. 
Okay. What's up, honey? You want water? Oh no, I, I'll be fine. So, yeah, it's a. I, I, honestly, we, we, I think we, we've spoken about this on this show every June for the last couple of years. Like the the relevancy of the electronic entertainment. I'm sure that the Entertainment Software Alliance is still figure, trying to figure out how to be relevant. Because yeah, like it, like like the the point I was making before I coughed is like companies used to build around E3. Now they don't need to. All they have to do is just put something up on Twitter, put something up on YouTube. Stream it on Twitch, and uh, it'll just spread virally instantly. Like, like was it a few weeks ago? Nintendo just surprised dropped a freaking oh let's talk let's do a Pokemon Direct. All right, here's Pokemon Shining Diamond and Simmering Pearl. It's coming out November nineteenth. Our Pokemon Breath of the Pokemon, whatever Pokemon RCS, that's coming out in in January or February of twenty twenty two. All right, there's your announcement. Deuces. Where normally that would have waited until. The first week of June, as a part of the a press conference to announce everything. Now, hey, Sony just does, we'll just do a state of play. Like, oh, we're we're having a state of play coming up on this day. Microsoft just tweeted out. All these other companies will, like like right now, was it uh, whoever the publishers are for for Streets of Rage, that Streets of Rage Four game, which was, was one of my favorite games of last year. They, they just were, were dropping their DLC announcements every couple weeks. It was just like, just put it up on their, put it up on their YouTube, and oh, guess what? Hey, here's the next character announcement for, for Streets of Rage 4. Now that's, that the nature of media has changed. That a, a physical location is not necessary. A physical thing. Which sucks for, you know, older gamers like myself, like J.T. Polidor. Rolando, I'm sure you remember going to E3. Back in the day when you were GameStop manager, it was, you know, you go there, you get some free stuff, you talk to some people. But no, like you now you can just tweet at them and maybe they'll reply to you. <laughs> send them a DM. <laughs> I'm going to send a DM to Ted Price and ask him about some Ratchet and Clank stuff where 10 years ago, I... I he just happened to be hanging out in his booth with whatever Ratchet and Clank game was coming out, and I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Price, can I ask you a few questions about Ratchet and Clank? I really like the series." And it was like you could just walk up to them and talk to them. <coughs> I'm sure they, they, the 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 organizers understood like, oh, around you know, oh oh three or oh four, it's like, oh, there's too many nerds in here. It's supposed to just be business people there. It's just supposed to be titans of industry finding out what games they need to order for the next 12 months. Which is why there was a lot more games. Now they have the last few E3s. I mean, Capcom last year, or, or the last E3 in 2018, they literally had one game at their booth. They had Monster Hunter World Iceborne. They had like a four-pronged was it four even? I don't even, I'm not even sure if it was like a four point. It was like a booth with four sections. One was a dragon to take a photo with. Another was a queue to wait in line to the next section to play Monster Hunter World. And then they had another, a stage where occasionally some people went up and played Street Fighter V at predetermined times. That was the Capcom booth. Or Capcom booth in the past had a whole bunch of games. 
that, 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 I, I felt like that was the most obvious example of like, oh man, the, things have changed a lot. Uh, we, 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 we wax poetically. Uh, I've, I've given my, my, my funeral for E3 every year, and this is just like, what, what is this? Uh, I'm exhuming the corpse and talking about it, or we're having a memorial. It's, 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 it's an E3 Memorial Day. Where, where old guys like me memorialize. Oh, back in the in the good times, I think there's the year or two before I get to E3. Like, oh, you could just go up and Nintendo was serving beer. <laughs> you know, serve you a big old mug of beer to promote Conquerors Bad Fur Day. Or I guess my story would be like, I waited in line. I almost won a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> just because they already just had a, tar- a table turntable. You waited in line. You sat there. You might get a hat. You might get some stickers. Or you might get a Game Boy. You know. Maybe get a Wave Bird for your GameCube. Yeah, because it was around, like, I think it was 2005. That's when the ESA, like, was like, nope, we've had enough. We're, 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 we're stopping this. Because it was all about, like, who had the loudest booth or who had the, the most scantily clad women standing in front of their booth to get people to come down there. See, and then Jai, th- thank you for bringing up game. Yeah, I think that's another problem with the industry. Game, game. Let's see, um, Jai Polidor here on Facebook Live says games cost too much for developers to have too many games in development at once. Yeah, that's another big problem with the industry, which is making E3 obsolete. Where it's like, oh, every company is just finding the one AAA title. They put all their team on it. They put everyone on it, and that's it. That's all they can afford to do. They have to bet big on one big game and, and put all their effort into it. And if it succeeds, yes, they get, get to continue and make a sequel to that game. And if it fails, they close down. There, there's no room for error anymore. There's no room for, for the, I guess, uh, I think we talked about that before. The middle class of gaming. There's no middle, there's no middle ground. There's either indie titles made by a dedicated group of people working for like the minimum amount that you could pay someone and then there was triple a and then, then, then there's triple a titles where like activision has literally every single studio that they control working on a call of duty game and it's like they have like nine studios and like three of them at a time are each working on, on different call of duty games so they can stack and they, they, they're, they're staggered development and they each have three years and then they just okay cold war comes out this year Modern Warfare, Something Warfare, Poo Warfare, <laughs> Gross Vomiting Warfare, I'm sure, whatever the next one is, Black Ops 7, um, <laughs> they, 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 I'm sure they'll do Infinite Warfare 2, Modern, they're, they're going to do Modern Modern Warfare 2, it's, it's just that the industry has, has gotten to this point where it's, <laughs> like, I, I see our, our good friend uh, Caleb Hawk, Hawkberger, aka Bushy, aka Redbeard, <laughs> is on now. Like Activision and Destiny, you know, the Bungie separate now. Bungie just puts out Destiny content on their own, digitally. Yeah. Square had Final Fantasy, Brave Fencer, and Bushido Blade come out in the same year. Man, there was that one summer where they put out an RPG like every month. <laughs> it was like every month. I remember like there was like it was like freaking. Xenogears, Vagrant Story, 
uh, freaking Chrono Cross, one after the other. There was like a, something every month. It was like the summer of RPGs. Well, it's not that they can't allocate funds. It's just it's it's logistically impossible now to make that many games. It's funny we we, we at our job we work with this uh, publisher in the UK that actually does crank out like a game like every other month. But honestly, the the the, the quote unquote the quality of these games is is questionable. Some of them are very good, like we have like Spirit of the North or Streets of Rage Four. And then some of them are fantasy friends or unicorn princess or <laughs> some other stuff. Uh, that that that's where the, the 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 only the crop of middle middle class games are coming from. There there are these other publishers who they're they're trying to manage it like it was fifteen years ago and put out stuff at like thirty forty dollar price points and try to manage that. <laughs> Trying to manage that tightrope, like, oh, we're not going to charge too much, but we can't spend that much. Then, how do we make money and stay in business? And and there's there's this other company and like, uh, they used to be little, they're called Little Orbit. Now they're, they're I think they're, they're outright games. They're the like the current only purveyors of uh, of licensed games. And then. Because uh, we 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 off, we get some stuff from them. We get like Paw Patrol and Ben Ten, and uh, some other stuff. They're 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 currently the only ones that like work on licensed stuff that doesn't go to cell phones, because that that's where all the all the licensed stuff just goes to phone games now. But occasionally, it still still pops up. Like I, right now, I'm I'm currently waiting for the. For um, another crop of remasters to come out, I forgot who. I don't know if it was Outright Games or someone else. They they they, they remastered a SpongeBob game last year. Or last year, they took the SpongeBob game from the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era and just they rehydrated it. It wasn't a remaster; it was a rehydration for, for SpongeBob, and that apparently sold like half a million units. So they're like, "Oh hell yeah, let's do it again." Let's, what else is from that from that generation is prime for for a remaster? Like, you know, give it a once over, update the controls, make it a little shinier, and put it out digitally, and maybe put some physical copies out there and see if Walmart or Best Buy will carry it. Because apparently Target is like really scaling back their gaming. Trying to go trying to go buy a game at Target is very interesting right now. They're there. They 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 they're rapidly shrinking their game section and like Walmart too. Although Walmart has been psychotically aggressive. They they, they literally are taking a ten dollar hit. They they put out all the brand new games ten dollars off. I don't know if any of you are aware of that. I don't I don't want you to go out of your way to go to a Walmart to buy a game, but um if you're looking for Brand new games, they, they usually have them for $10 off. I think my brother had told me about this. I thought it was just some sort of once-in-a-while deal. And I'm like, no, you go to Walmart, and oh, first-party Switch games, $49.99 or $49.97. You, you want some, uh, some friggin' PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 games, $10 off. It's just wild. It's, it, I think they're, they're trying to kill... The, the competition everywhere else they're, they're, what they're succeeding is killing physical gaming because if you just keep limiting stuff like that you know it hurts like the, the mom and pop shops they're trying to sell 
it's a, just they're trying to become the old. I guess that, that's what they do. They <laughs> they crush their employees and try to crush the competition. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the industry really has changed a lot, and that obviously that affects everything else. It affects E three. It affects the media that covers the industry. I always, I always, uh, oh, hold on, flick someone away. Uh, I, I, I love, like, we had no whole, an entire episode in our first year about how I lament the, 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 the old video game magazine, which again, again, that's something else that went by the wayside because, oh, there's only a couple of games to review a month now. There's, there's no need for a magazine. You just look it up. Find a YouTuber playing it. Find a find find a Twitch person playing the game. That that's the review now. You don't have to wait for for someone to sit and play through it all the way and put up a review. You just go find someone playing it and just okay, watch it. You're like, all right, this looks like it sucks. I'm not gonna buy it. Oh, this looks cool. I'll wait till it's on sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, 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 modern, the, the modern gamer is something that, that, that confounds me as well. That's something else has changed in the industry. Because I'm in a few of these uh, you know, Facebook groups where people are selling their games, but then one of the guys, he's always like pointing out deals for everyone. So uh, was last week, was it the 25th? Uh, so there was a Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. There's a remaster of that that came out. Because again, hey, like I said... All the stuff from that PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. Hey, let's let's bring it back around. 15, 16 years later. Hey, there's a there's an entire generation of people who've never played these games, or old people like me who like, oh, I'd love to play that game on my current console because, or you know, well, I guess I shouldn't say like me because I still have functioning older consoles. But people out there who who don't have their consoles from that generation who don't have their GameCube or their PS2 or their Xbox. Like, there's a whole bunch of people out there who would want to buy this again. So it, it came out, and I guess I guess it's a, I think it was a $50 price point, I'm not sure, but I guess Best Buy already has it for $10 off. And all these guys in this uh, group were like, oh, still too high. I wouldn't pay more than $20 for that lazy port. <laughs> and then that's, that's just kind of the mentality of a lot of this current generation of gamers who like they're patient enough to wait for the desperation of companies because companies have gotten way too desperate like Warner Brothers when Mortal Kombat 11 came out they were discounting that thing 20 bucks off like the first week it came out and they're they're enabling these people who are like I'll just wait it out I'll wait till the next version then I'll wait for the I'll wait for it to be on sale. Like uh, this, this weird perception of like, oh, that game's not worth, you know, fifty bucks or forty bucks. It's like a lot of people worked on that, and they were hoping to sell that game at that price to kind of keep their company going. And so you have this entire generation of people like, nope, never play, never pay full price. Don't ever pay full price. Like wait till it's on clearance. Wait till, wait till I can buy it for crap. And it's like, and then these are the same people, bitch. Why don't companies put out games anymore? <laughs> they don't put out too many games. Oh, they only put out the ones that sell to, to casuals. Like, yep. <laughs> it's like they 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 don't understand their their how they're part of the problem. 
that they don't get. I don't get it. What do you mean? I'm just trying to save money. It's like, yeah, keep saving money so you don't have games to play. Then you'll be able to save a whole lot of money. Because none of the games you want will ever come out again. It's like, I've, had, I've been having this fight for 20 years with, with these type of gamers, honestly. I was like, I don't want to pre-order it. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to get it. I'll wait till later. I don't want it now. It's like, well, if you don't want it now, then, then you're telling all these publishers that you don't want it, which means that they're not going to make it. It's, it's, it's the, the, the age-old, uh, like, why doesn't Nintendo care about, you know, Metroid, F-Zero, insert a title that every time they try to put it out, no one would really buy. <laughs> Only, like, a, like, a small sliver of people go out and buy it or the people completely trash it because, oh, it's different. Metroid Other M. It's like they wonder, like, oh, why don't I get the titles I want? Well, because when they actually do come out, you don't buy them. You know why Call of Duty gets made every year? Because there's a whole bunch of morons who will go out and buy it, and Activision sees this and says, oh, look, people really want to buy this game. Let's keep making it. And we'll make it every year. We'll make it an annual thing. And all, and then the people who pay, who vote with their wallets, they keep getting their game. While these hardcore gamers are like, oh, I don't want to pay full price. I don't, I'll, I'll never, I don't, I don't, I don't ever pay full price for anything. It's like, oh, I'm never, I'm never satisfied with anything I, that's released. Because you don't support what you really wanted and what you wanted withers and dies. It's like it's like growing a plant. You have to support the plant. You have to water the plant, and then it will grow and it'll keep growing. Molly is like, why didn't it just grow the first time? I watered it once. Why doesn't it keep? Why does it keep growing? Why do I have to keep watering it all the time? This is stupid. Yeah, my, my boss really likes when I when I do my uh, I do that voice of the the entitled gamer. Um, I I need to return this game because it is not uh, perfect. Um, there's like a crease on the side. Uh, it makes me believe that this is a reprint or a fake. I I don't want this game now. Give me my money back. When it's a actual factory produced one. Sorry, am I too loud? Oh. Yeah, my, my boss like he, he he sometimes he's very amused and sometimes he's very annoyed when when I, when I do the when I like it, I guess it doesn't sound too different right now because of my my cold. But it, my boss he, he I, I amuse him with it or annoy him. He's like that's too accurate. Stop. He's like stop talking. This is not an official Nintendo T on the back. <laughs> yeah, it's nine fifteen or nine four. No, it's nine twenty. That clock is off again. Yeah, it's like that's that's something that at work we constantly get these experts who tell us that our actual games that were made by <coughs> the actual publishers are are fake reproductions. Because yeah, we're really trying to make a fake reproduction of an old PS2 game, right? <laughs> so the one I really pissed off my boss. Well, I can tell the difference because uh, the original cases from 2005 are heavier than the cases from 2011. 
And then my boss, th- he was throwing things at me for that one. Because <laughs> he hears that one too often. <laughs> yeah, because up until a couple years ago, PS2 games were still getting made. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, everybody. I saw that red line right there. Uh yeah, yeah. This time of year, I I always think about the state of the game industry, and and it's something I talk about with my boss on a almost daily basis because we work in video games. Our, our our entire lifeblood of our company is is video games, physical video games. So we constantly are discussing what's happening. Is 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 this sustainable? How long are we going to be in business? Is the digital future because uh, people continue to, ins- to insist that the, the digital future is now? Streaming games is now, but we we keep saying that oh no not not so much not yet. I mean, obviously we have a very vested interest in it not not happening anytime soon. But uh, you know, PS Five still using physical discs. Uh, the Xbox Series X, people still want their physical discs. I mean. I've said before, you know, there's an entire generation of people who, like, when my when, when my son comes of age of gaming, he he will not care about physical discs because that's what the current generation is moving towards. And yeah, I, I feel like 10, 15 years from now, there's gonna people be people who are annoyed with physical media. Like, why do we have to get a physical copy? Why can't I just get a digital? And uh, and all the uh, the rigmarole, the, the Pandora's box that lies within digital only. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. People like you and me, Jai, we'll, we will pay the premium to obtain it. There's there's an entire company that exists off of this. People who are willing to pay a premium. See, see, Bushy, you 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 enjoy steelbook cases. So yeah, I, I will always argue I like physical copy physical copies because I like to be able to play the game. <laughs> uh, there was an article last week where um, EA is, is is removing several of the old old Need for Speed games. Just straight, they're just removing them from their stores. You can never buy them again. And then they're they're killing all the uh, the online servers, so you can never. So if you even if you have like a uh, if you have a digital copy already, um, you can still play offline, but you won't be able to play online. And uh, it was just like, nope, that's 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 what happens if you rely on the digital only. Sometimes licenses expire, and what? What do you mean I can't get it anymore? It's gone. I'm like it's gone. It's gone. It it flees, and then. See, like me, like all my old shit, that's why I've been putting them up on my YouTube and say, oh, look, I'm playing some old stuff that, oh, that they won't re-release. <laughs> or they can't re-release because of some licensing issue. I don't know why they haven't remade Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. They really should have fucking remade that game. I feel like that's a game where, like, if they just remastered it and put it out for PS4 or PS5 or whatever, and people would really be like, hey, this is really fucking fun. I gotta destroy everything. I'm the Hulk. I think I want, want uh, 
one of the young people that works at our warehouse like, oh, there's a mod for that in, in GTA. I'm like, there's a game where you don't need a mod. You're just the Hulk. It's built around being the Hulk. <laughs> it's not just a mod where you just walk up to something and it falls apart. This is where you are punching and kicking and throwing things around. But, you know, those type of games, no, people don't want fun, simple games anymore. They either want their live service, or they want their MMO, or... Oh, the, the car boxing gloves. Yes, exactly. Exactly, Bushy. The car box. It's like, seal fist. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, see... It's funny because a lot of these really good games, like the Mass Effect trilogy, got the got the remaster treatment finally. I I am like secretly hoping that they have a Switch version coming out at some point down the line. That's it seems like that's what EA and Activision keep doing. They'll release it for they release games for the PS4 and Xbox One, and then later on they'll be like, all right, here's a Switch version. That's like that's what's happening with Tony Hawk right now. Tony Hawk's gonna, either it's come out already or it's coming out. For Switch, the, the Tony Hawk One and Two Remaster. They, they have to go back to these older games. I don't know. I uh, I feel like I'm uh, every every few weeks I'm beating a dead horse here, but if not, uh, what isn't that what a podcast is for? If not for that, to sit here and beat a dead horse. I have my bat. There's a dead horse over there. Beat the crap out of it. All right, my, my my voice is killing me. My my sinuses are killing me. So, uh, thank you. I I didn't know Kit. No, Kit, you you're in here too. <laughs> we have both members of the corrections and retractions team here today. Um, thank you guys for watching. Uh, make sure to you know follow our other Facebook channel. Uh, today was Metroid Monday, so I I played uh, Metroid Zero Mission for a brisk ten minutes earlier today before I had to run and do. A bunch of stuff at work. Uh, summation of all your jokes, yeah. <laughs> Being a dead horse, yeah. <coughs> uh, be sure to check out our other our, our other Facebook channel. I keep forgetting to share them back over here to the to, to our, our main Facebook channel, and then they, they they all wind up on our YouTube page as well. Um, tomorrow, I don't know what I'll be playing tomorrow. It'll be whatever strikes my fancy. I might bring back Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. I've been really enjoying that as well. Maybe, I, I know for sure this week I'm bringing back uh, oh, Incredible Hulk. Although I think I did, I did bring back Incredible Hulk last week already. But I've been trying to work in new stuff and then bring back other stuff that I was having fun with. I think I'm going to push in through, push through some more 360 games and get a hook up my Wii so I can start playing some old Wii stuff. I really want to play... Uh, punch out, punch out, uh, the, uh, the 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 Wii Punch Out game it was a lot of fun. And I, I want to play that on stream. I want to get my ass beat by my, all these funny cartoon boxers. Yeah, uh, so that's Dre's Geek Philosophy Gaming stream. That's a it's it's a it's linked to our current Facebook page, Dre's Geek Philosophy. Make sure you check that out. You'll find all those videos on our YouTube page. Just search for Dre's Geek Philosophy on YouTube and please subscribe on YouTube. We are currently at 39 subscribers. If we can get to 100 subscribers, I can get a custom URL so I can just go youtube.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. 
play it blindfolded, I am not. I wasn't that good even when I was younger <laughs> to play it blindfolded and to listen to the cues. I mean, I'm half deaf in one of these years anyway, so. That's a. I can make it seem like I'm playing blindfolded when I'm really not. Or I'll play without my glasses. That, that's, uh, that'll be just as good. Uh, yeah, go go to our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our YouTube page. Please, we need to get the, the subscribers up on that one. And then, of course, if you want to... I'm surprised neither one of our patrons was on today. They were probably a little busy. Uh, if you want to be a kind like Ryan Tanaka and Daniel Wong, you could uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Thank you guys, especially for coming in at the end here with a bunch of the comments. Thank you so much for, for commenting. That really helps move, helps me move through the show a lot easier, especially when I'm struggling right now with the, with the cold. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next time. Uh, make sure to check out our, our gaming videos as well. Give us the views. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good night. Ding. And audio listeners, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.